Hi there, gents. I'm just sitting overlooking paradise. Decrepit old gazebo, and I thought I'd do a little Ask the Natural time. A fan says, I've heard of your days of seduction completely broke. <laughs> so there's this myth that back in the day, I was a seducer and I was also broke. True. How can a guy manage seduction with no money? Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles podcast. To start with, I want to say that money does make a difference with women. Money and looks are these two things that everyone wonders like how much effect it has and some people will deny that it has any effect. You know, there are certainly seduction teachers who say, it doesn't matter what you look like, doesn't matter how much money you got, we can get you strippers tonight, no matter what. Now, what I wanna talk about in terms of this question is like, okay, can you, how do, I, how do you seduce women when you're broke? Can you do that? Uh, does it matter at all? These are the questions we'll look at. So firstly, does it matter at all? And the answer is yes. Now. For the first like 10 plus years of me meeting women being a seducer, I had very little money. Sometimes I was what you could call broke in the sense that I only had enough just to get through the week to the next paycheck and you know, I was living really, just living pay paycheck to paycheck and didn't have any savings. Low income, right? So this is broke in Australia, as broke as you can be. There are certainly places in the world where broke means you don't get to eat. I didn't come from that background, but I certainly came from a poor background. So throughout my life, money was something I had very little of. I didn't have good mindsets around it. I didn't really know how to manage it, but I was quite frugal. And so in answer to your question, how did, how did I seduce when I was broke? It didn't mean that I was just dumb with money, right? It didn't just mean that I, if I ever got it, I spent it immediately, like a lot of people who are broke do, right? Because money mindsets in terms of having negative money mindsets, a poverty mindset is, and it's common, is that Money is seen as like, there's only a finite amount of it, you get it a certain amount for your job and anything extra that you ever get is just like this windfall and you don't have any systems in place for doing anything with it other than buying validation purchases, right? So like if you live on, I don't know, 500 bucks a week, you gotta pay your rent and your bills and so on and then, I don't know, you, you made some money doing a freelance job, you may not have a concept of how do I invest that in myself? Maybe I need to put that into a course or maybe just into clothing so that I look better. Uh, or maybe I should just put it away and build it until I can use that to go and do a TNL course or a, find out this mentor or improve myself in some way or start to invest money. People who are poor in mind don't have this. And, I, and I'm not someone who, I don't think that's necessarily poor people's fault. I was poor in mind and, and in money throughout a lot of my life. And you know, there's reasons for that. It's not just the fault of the person. There's, there's a system at play. There's economics. There's people taking advantage of people. There's all sorts of, there's the economy of the country, all these things involved. However, uh, I learned how to live within my means and make my means work for me, even when they were very low. And I also saw friends and plenty of other people I met who maybe earned more than me or the same as me, but were always struggling for money and, and could never invest money in things that they wanted to. Now, when I first started going out cold approaching girls, my financial situation was literally that I could afford to pay rent, pay for food, and that meant I cooked everything. I couldn't afford to go out to meals, or rarely. So I was cooking everything. Uh, I had very, you know, very little left at the end of a, a fortnight or a month. 
but what I did have, I put into having a good time, right? eating good food, travel, and learning things. Right? Those were the, that, that's how I spent my disposable income. It wasn't much, but over time I would save up over a year to go on a trip to China to train in Kung Fu, for example. To me, it was a priority to eat good food, so organic when I could, or just good quality food. I had, meant I had to cook it. And I wanted, to, I was a young guy, I wanted to have a good time. I wanted to go out, I wanted to get laid, I wanted to party, right? So I wanted to be able to do these things. So I didn't like sit down and do a conscious budget, right? Like, okay, so my seduction budget, well, if I'm gonna spend this amount on coffees, then I won't be able to have a car. I didn't think of it exactly in, in those terms, but whenever it came time to make choices about where I placed my limited resources, my social world and my, my continuing process of discovering myself through seduction and therefore increasing my social world was more important to me than any physical object. I never, I've never had a car. Now I could have a car now if I'd learned to drive, I could and it wouldn't be a liability. But throughout your early years, unless you live in a very spread out country, uh, you know, place where the cities are super spread out, getting a car will ruin your finances for the first couple of years of you being a, a working adult. Any kind of heavy debt that is, that is on, on a liability, and a car is a liability, right? I mean, you could almost make an argument that a university degree can be a liability, but a car or a watch or a flat screen, screen TV, any gadget or gidget or machinery, it loses value immediately. It's not an investment. So you're, you're putting money into it, and then it's going to drain money out of you. And I saw that with cars. Cars was the most obvious one. Everyone wanted to get a fucking car when I was 16 or 18. And then they'd borrow money and then they would inevitably crash it or get fines and spend huge amounts on it. And for men in their early 20s, often the car was the thing that just took all their money. So in answer to your question, firstly, where do you place your meager resources? If you are broke, well, what does broke really mean? You, if you are so broke that literally you just can't afford to walk out the door, well, you need to change that. That, that needs to be your priority. But if you're a student, you know, you're a student, you work a part-time job, you're more or less broke in the sense that you don't have a lot of cash around. You can, you can survive and that's about it. And you've got an extra 50, 100 bucks a week or something like that in your pocket. So firstly, look at if I want to be a seducer, I need to put those resources, some of my resources into, sedu into seduction. I need to do that. Secondly, I need to change my mindset around what, are, what do I think women want out of men? Particularly, like, especially if you're a younger guy. If you're a guy in your late 30s and 40s and you have nothing to your name, that will affect your choices with women. It just will, right? Like if I, if I was 40, which I am, and I was living on minimum wage, well, obviously I couldn't travel like I do. I couldn't hang out with the types of women that I do because that involves a certain level of resources. I wouldn't feel probably as awesome about myself as I do usually. And women, a woman who has a lot of options, she's not just looking for money right to get that's not a good way to see things there are some women who are just looking for money but mostly not but they are looking for a package particularly as you get older so yeah it is important that I have some kind of resources behind me it doesn't mean that I have to be baller Rolex Lambo rich that may even hurt me if I was that rich but it means that I need to be able to you know pay for a dinner I need to be able to 
get in a taxi. I need to be able to have a roof over my head, a place where I can fuck a woman, where I can bring her back to, which doesn't, which has heating in it. You know, I, that's the, really what I need at, at that age and any age is a place where a woman can walk into and go, I feel okay about being fucked in here. <laughs> right? I don't have to drop my dignity and my, and my um, standards in order to get laid tonight. Cool. He's got sheets that are okay. There's, the lighting's all right. It's warm. It doesn't stink. Uh, there's not another housemate in the room that we're fucking in, at least. You know, it's not in a, in a ghetto where I might get shot. You know, these are the basics of where a, where a good lady, a well-bred lady, can feel like she's all right to be fucked in. So when you're a younger guy, you can get away with being broke. It can be part of an, an aesthetic. Actually, it was for me. Being broke was kind of part of my appeal when I was in my 20s. Now, not that I would lean on that, but it was like, I was broke because I was a musician, because I was following my passions, because I was living on the edge. You know, I didn't know, I didn't have any security. I didn't know what was going to happen week to week. And I was living that in a way that was kind of exciting and I was okay with that, right? And so women, I used to sometimes date women who were corporate chicks, who had real jobs and, you know, would wear nice clothes. And they would come over to my house and bang in what was obviously a student pad, but it was clean and, you know, I'd set it up nicely, but it was clear I wasn't rolling in it. And they kind of liked that, right? I, I had one girl I remember who was about 34 or 35. I was much younger. And uh, I picked her up and I, and I said, um, well, you're going to have to take me home because I don't have a car. And, and then she took me home. And then I asked her, like, what's it like dating men in general? And she said, oh, sometimes it's hard with guys my own age because they feel intimidated that I earn more than them. And then I have to play this kind of a, try to pretend I'm a ditzy secretary when I'm a director. And I said, well, with me, you don't have to worry about any of that. I'm just, the, I'm just your local poor boy here to, to, uh, at your service. And she, she liked that fact that, that money was not an issue. I wasn't trying to prove myself with money, and it was part of my poor boy appeal. Now, if I tried that now, probably wouldn't go down as well. So I'm saying what you need to do is you need to own where you're at financially, because if you try to fake it, you'll get caught out, and it's going to be embarrassing, and you will not recover from that. Right? So... Maybe it means I need to look at my finances correctly, but I need to be able to have enough cash to go on dates with girls. And dates don't have to be expensive. Most of my dates back in the day were a cup of tea and a walk, a smoothie, you know, a dr one or two drinks, a, a little picnic where I'd buy some, you know, some salami and bread and cheese and I'd say, hey, you grab a cheap bottle of wine, and then that was it. So the d dates were like 10 bucks, 20 bucks maybe, right? So... If you can't afford that, then you, then you need to change something. Yes, if you want to be out seducing girls, you need to be able to afford paying for cups of tea and, and train tickets, basically. Transport and, and, and food and drinks. That's all, though. It's never a good idea to be taking girls on extravagant dates. Recently, I was working with some guys who were stupid rich, you know, like 0.1% rich. And uh, the, I was talking to them about how they're dating girls, and they would say things like, oh, you know, well, you know, when you take them to a nice restaurant and something, something, and I said, don't take girls to restaurants until you've fucked them, ever. And he's like, what? And I'm like, and especially not, I know, I know you probably go to fancy restaurants in general, but don't take them there first, because it sets all sorts of weird precedent. Firstly, it says, I'm trying to impress you. And when a girl senses that, she's trying to be, that a man's trying to impress her, then she decides, am I being impressed or not? And then she's like, okay, I'm in control. That was impressive. That wasn't impressive. No, I don't want that. Secondly, it, becomes, it can create a weird sense of obligation for the woman. If I take her to an expensive thing and she sees that, like, I've obviously invested in this event, 
she sees that I'm trying to buy her attention or impress her and, and then therefore she's, there's some kind of obligation, she owes me something, that's not a nice feeling. So she's less likely to fuck me if there's a feeling that she's obliged to fuck me. Right? So that's another reason not to do it. The other one is that it's just formal and, and uncomfortable. Sitting across from somebody in a, in a formal setting of any sort I don't think is a good first date. So try to keep money out of your dates as much as possible even when you are, even if you become wealthy. Yeah, look, listen, sometimes I'll, I, take, I do take girls out to dinner and stuff once we've started a, a sexual relationship. And you know, I've taken girls on trips and I've bought them things and you know, the fact that I have more money than the, than the younger girl that I'm dating, yeah, I use, I'm not stingy, I use my resources, but not to try and impress her or win her or buy her. So as a poor pal boy, just you can look at it like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do poor boy dates. And, I, and I'm just gonna, I don't need to say because I'm poor, I can just say, hey, you wanna go for a walk and have a picnic? If it comes up where there's a thing where she wants to do something and it's outside your budget, you need to just own it then and there. Right, and you just need to say, "Hey, listen, like that—that's well above my income. I can't do that kind of, you know, doing that kind of thing is going to ruin me for the week. I don't know what it is. She wants to go bungee jumping in a with a golden cord. I don't know, whatever. Rich, she wants to do a rich thing, and you say, "Listen, honey, I ain't got no money. I'm just here for the good times. I got good times. I got good loving. That's what you're here for." So. That's, that's my that was my attitude back then. It was like, I'm okay being broke and young and, and figuring my shit out. I don't know myself. I don't, I'm not the man I'm going to be. I haven't succeeded yet. But I'm, but I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm loose. I'm funny. I'm making mis mistakes. I'm fucking up. I'm living on that edge. And yes, sometimes I'm just so broke that I can barely afford to pay rent and I'm going to live on lentils for the next five days. And that's part of the funny whackness of being down and out as a young dude. It gets old, right? Like you don't want to do that forever. So I'm not here to give advice on how to be a 50-year-old guy trying to hustle little glamour girls into bed and convince and trick them into thinking you're rich or anything like that. It's not that. It's that some women will screen you out at various levels based on your swag, right? They will. And that, that can even be on teenage girls or like young girls who have had a taste of the good life. And then they're like, yeah, well, if I'm going to date a guy, I'll, I'll, he has to be fun and cool and I like him. But he also, okay, he needs to know some people or he needs to have access to this scene or like when I hang out with him, we get, you know, I get to eat good food and go to nice places. Some girls care about that and as they get a taste for that, they will care about it more if they get access to that. That's true. But that very same girl will still, because I know those girls through modeling scenes, I know girls and I see that they, they will at the same time be dating like a rich guy where they'll see him once a week or whatever and, and, and he takes them out, fancy dinners and flies them to places and buys them shit sometimes. It's not like a, a prostitution thing, but like a s informal sugar daddy, right? Just She's dating a rich guy. That same girl will also be dating like a down and out rapper or like skater kid or whatever who's, you know, her age, is fun, they, have, they live in the same world, they speak the same language, they, they, she gets him in a different way, and she's into him and she fucks that guy, and she also you know, sometimes fucks that rich guy, and she feels feelings for him too. Right? So you can play different roles, and as you grow and change over, over your life, you will need to. The secret to lifetime seductive success is to be a man of your age. Right? That at every age, from 16 to 60, there is an attractive archetype for a male. Right? You can be a 16-year-old who's fucking cool and 16-year-old girl, girls want to fuck you. You can be a 60-year-old guy who's, who's established, confident, sexually experienced, knows how to treat a woman, is not needy, has, has, you know, doesn't have that same young man's like, uh, need to prove an ego. And then, an, and then a 25-year-old hottie might want to fuck you as well. 
right? If, I've, if I'm doing my age well. So if you're at the period where you're the, I'm the broke dude age, wear it well. Invest what little money you have into like dressing in a way that looks cool, even though it can look broke, right? Like I wouldn't wear any more Converse and ripped jeans and uh, a flannel shirt. Yes, I would. <laughs> Basically, I would. But like that's the uniform of like a, a broke skater that's cool, right? He can wear black ripped jeans, Converse, which costs whatever, 40 bucks in the US and 80 in Australia, and a, and a T-shirt. And that's, and, and that's it, right? And he can be cool, right? It doesn't have to cost, his outfits don't have to cost a lot. He needs to understand style to an extent, right? You can be a boho hipster, and you can do that one into your 40s, actually. I know, I'm, I'd still do that. You can be a, like a cool hipster in your 40s. Uh, you know, one who brews at home. Is that how you home, doing, my, doing my mad home brews here? It doesn't have to cost a lot, right? You don't need to be rich to look cool and to have experiences that are great. My brother and his wife are very low income, but they have an incredible life. They've put resources into travel, learning, experiences, over all other things. And as a result, they spent the last 10 years doing those as opposed to being poor. They were technically poor the whole time, but they didn't live a poor life. They had amazing experiences all around the world. They just did it cheaply, cheaper than I would, in order to make it work. So in conclusion, I would say it's important to look at your finances as one of the pillars of, of your seduction. I'm not someone who's who lives for money or who is or who it's my primary goal or motivation but I see it money as freedom that's why I became successful like why I pursued business success was so I could have more freedom not so I could have more shiny things or more impressive stuff to try and get girls to think I was cool because my watch gleams in the sunlight uh, it was so that I could decide to fuck it travel here or go and learn from this person or, or, or there's that awesome girl and she's in that place, fuck it, I'll go and see her. And, and I'll get a, an Airbnb instead of a hostel room because I got a bit of cash and that's going to be better for the seduction, right? So therefore, money becomes a tool for freedom, for leverage, for experiences, not for one for self-validation or for propping my ego up. So look at the longer term. If I, if I want to plan for my seductive retirement, my social retirement and my financial retirement, those things are all interconnected. I need to learn how to cold approach and I need to, to draw leads. I need to know, learn how to bring money in my life so that I can have some kind of freedom. And I also need to understand that it's not necessary to have heaps of it to be free. You know, I've met many people around the world who just have a, a guitar and a suitcase uh, and, or a backpack and they go around and busk or they go and work on, wolf, on farms uh, or they work seasonally. Um, you know, they, people who live very, very cheaply but manage to have extraordinary lives. I think it's good to be able to have the both. Now that I have money and freedom, means that I can multiply my effects, awesome. But I, I've always lived free, even when I was totally broke. So look at what are your core fundamental values here? What does money mean to you as a tool? Is it something you're hiding from and not learning about and therefore staying in the poverty trap forever? Or is it something that you're, le that you're learning about in conjunction with your other life skills? And you're okay with where you're at with it right now. You'll work within your means and you'll show women that the reason that they want to date and fuck you is not because of your money, it's because you're charming, because you're there with them, because you, you're willing to learn about them, because you're growing as a man. And that is vitally and incredibly and timelessly attractive throughout the ages, no matter how much cash you got. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.